Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Perkido Dove about the healing process of acceptance and overcoming judgment. Pragito Dove, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great to have you back on. Um, for any listeners who may not have caught our previous episode and discussion, uh, Pragito joined me about a month ago uh, on an episode in season 14 where we discussed accessing our inner wisdom and intuition as leaders. And it was a really lively uh, and insightful discussion. I really appreciated. Uh, all of the insights that you shared. Uh, So I would encourage listeners to go back and check out that episode uh, to find out more about Pergido and kind of her story, her background, as well as that topic. Today, we're going to continue the discussion and focus more specifically on the healing process of acceptance and overcoming judgment. And as we get started, I just wanted to share Pergido's bio with everybody. Pergrito Dove is a global authority on expressive meditation and founder of the number one expressive meditation training school in North America, an internationally recognized author, hypnotherapist, coach, and speaker with over 20 years of experience. Pergrito helps spiritually conscious entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs, teachers, and healers align their mindset to allow more peace, time, and financial freedom. Featured in media, including TV shows, telesummits, and top-level podcasts, Pergito shares powerful tools for wellness, meditation, and personal growth. Her new book is number one Amazon bestseller, Lunchtime Enlightenment, Expressive Meditations for Manifesting Peace, Prosperity, and Passion. Uh, Again, it is a wonderful privilege to have you back on the podcast today. Uh, Before we launch into the discussion, anything else that you would like to share with listeners by way of background, personal context, or anything like that? Well, um, I did, I took talk quite a bit uh, on the last podcast we did about my background. Um, And I think that I will be bringing up personal stories as we talk about acceptance and non-judgment, because I for sure (laughs) have been through quite a uh, revolution of consciousness within myself around that very topic. Yeah, well, thank you. And again, I would encourage listeners to go back and check out the previous episode to find out more background information on Pergido. And this this topic, I think, is just so essential. As we were discussing in the pre-interview in uh, in preparation for uh, recording today, uh, we were just dialoguing around, you know, the importance of healing, acceptance, judgment, uh, the role of judgment in it, that it plays in our lives, and uh, even how judgment can be uh, perhaps one of the biggest sources for suffering and pain and stress and turmoil, you know, throughout the world. 
Uh, a lot of times when we talk about this topic, we tend to focus on our personal lives. We'd focus on acceptance, overcoming judgment in our marriage or with our children or with our friendships. Um, I'm not so sure that we talk about it enough within an organizational context, within a corporate context, but it applies just as much there as it would apply anywhere else in our lives because anytime we're dealing with human relationships, there's going to be the need for healing. There's gonna be the need for overcoming judgment and for forgiveness. And if we can't do that, then we're going to short circuit our own development and our own you know, productivity and the opportunities that we may or may not have you know, as we move through our career. Um, so I thought we could start there. Uh, maybe you can share with listeners a little bit, you know, about what you've seen in your work in, in your consulting and coaching work with leaders and with, with workers in, in the workplace. How does this topic apply within an organizational context and why is it important for us to really be thoughtful about? Well, uh, it, I mean, it really starts with oneself. I think we have to start there because judgment lives in the mind. Judgment, fear, comparison, and greed, they all live in the mind. And we inherit a lot of judgments from our parents, from our grandparents, our forebears, also from our culture. And so when, when a child comes into the world, it's actually getting filled up with judgments. You know, just like when you get a brand new computer and then you start filling up with all kinds of programs, <laughs> that's what happens to us. And so people uh, have judgments about people of different color or a different race or a different sexual orientation. And really it's unconscious. They, they don't even probably know why they have those prejudices because they've been they've been absorbed from, from their lineage um, unconsciously. And so, and this is what I've had to do because I had a massive amount of judgment, I realized poured into me from parents, culture and so on. And what I was doing was I was judging myself because that's what we do. I was judged. And so I just continued that programming by judging myself as I grew up. And that's the worst part of it is how much we judge ourselves because it erodes at our self-esteem and our self-worth and our self-confidence. So I think this is the whole place to start with, with judgment. And then, of course, the important thing, don't judge yourself for judging because that's a black hole. So we have to have tremendous compassion for ourselves and really understand that we inherited so much of this judgment. So in a way, it's not our fault, it's there, okay? And then from there, become aware of it, become aware that those judgments are in your head, because they are. So not to feel bad about it, but just to recognize, okay, they are there. So then comes, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to act on them? Because 
the more awareness you bring to something, the more you see how ridiculous the judgments are, you know, to think somebody is a bad person because of their skin color or their nationality is actually ridiculous uh, because that's got nothing to do with who they are as a person. And that's, that's the gift of awareness. So we bring awareness to what's going on in our own head. And then the more awareness we have, the less likely we are to start pointing fingers at other people. And one little rule of thumb that I find useful for myself is whenever I catch myself judging somebody else, and usually it's in my head, thoughts, I say to myself, okay, so that means I'm judging myself. Whatever I'm thinking about that other person is actually what I'm thinking about myself. So let's come into neutral and let go of the judgments and bring in compassion for myself and compassion for the other person. Because the more understanding we have of ourselves and then the more understanding we have of others, it's easier to let go of any kind of judgment. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important point. Uh, the the fact that judgment is really it's a symptom of something deeper that's happening within ourselves and our insecurities right so when yeah. we're when we're judging other people we are inherently judging ourselves yes and it's a, it's an unhealthy mechanism to deal with our own personal insecurities uh and the discomfort that we feel and so now that's not to to say that you know if someone's being racist or bigoted or harmful harming another person in some way that we should just give it you know uh, not pay attention to it because you know they're a victim of their own internal suffering but it that's not what we're saying but it is to acknowledge that that is occurring and so if we're trying yeah. to if we're trying to uh, acknowledge and and move forward and heal and and move forward in a productive manner, then we first have to come to that realization. Once we have that realization, then we can start to go through the self-work, the self-reflective practices, the, the mindfulness and meditative practices that will allow us uh, to let go of those insecurities and the, the internal issues that we have to work through that will then allow us to be kinder to ourselves and kinder to those around us. We'll become aware of our prejudices, our implicit biases. We can keep them in check. Uh, and then we can let people live their lives and not be so concerned about what everyone else is doing. And, and then we just allow ourselves to live our own life uh, and not be so concerned about how it matches up and compares to what other people are doing. We can be our own true authentic self. Yeah, exactly. And because the opposite of judgment is acceptance. And so we we really want to learn to accept ourselves with all our faults and failings. <laughs> That's really important because nobody's perfect. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. And everybody has judgments running through their mind. That's part of what the mind does. And something useful to know is like, for example, if you're buying a new computer, 
you want to go online and, and judge and compare. Oh, this one is cheaper than that. And it's got all these features and that's got all those. And you're judging and comparing about, about an object, a thing that you, that you want to buy. But where that doesn't work is with people because the realm of people is ruled by the heart. That is the domain of the heart, all people, and not the domain of the mind. But the problem is the mind thinks it knows everything about everything, which it doesn't. It knows certain things, but the mind doesn't have wisdom. The mind has knowledge, but it doesn't have wisdom. The heart has wisdom. So when we're dealing with ourselves and other people, we have to come to the heart and ask the heart what is happening. And that's where we can find the acceptance. And it's very important to find acceptance of ourselves. Yes, love ourselves and accept ourselves. And actually, I think accepting ourselves is a bit more difficult than loving ourselves, which is why I think it's more important because the mind our minds have been trained so much to criticize ourselves and pick holes and you should be this and you ought to be that. And we're not, you know, we are who we are. And the more we can bring that self-acceptance in, then of course, the more we can accept others. And I think understanding is an important part of it. And this is where the mind comes in in a positive way, because the mind is the part of us that understands things. And so if we can, we can understand ourselves more, why we are the way we are, you know, some of it is our natural authenticity, but some of it is from our conditioning and wounds and so on from our past that helps us to have compassion and then in turn helps us to understand other people. And the more, the more all of us bring that kind of attention to ourselves and then to others, I mean, I think we can transform this planet. I really do. Um, and stop labeling people and pointing the finger at other people and doing that to ourselves. But I really think a huge transformation can occur for all of humanity when each one of us takes this personal responsibility to look at judgment of ourselves and others and acceptance of ourselves and others. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, that's all part of that healing process because we all have our own stuff. We all have our own baggage. Um, based on our upbringing, our conditioning, and just everything that we've had to deal with in life. And so if we want to grow from the, that pain um, and not just continue to be stuck in it and ruminate it within it, uh, then we have to learn to accept and we have to learn to let go and we have to learn to forgive and to let, to let go of the judgment of ourselves and, and those around us. And as we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, Again, this, this certainly applies in our personal life, in our family relationships, uh, in our community relationships, 
but it absolutely applies at work. And we often oh, don't, yeah. and we often don't talk about this in the workplace. Maybe it seems like it's too touchy feely. We, we talk, we kind of have corporatized certain concepts that we've already mentioned today about implicit bias training and um, diversity, equity, inclusion. Some of that fits into what we've been talking about to, to deal with prejudice and bias and those sorts of things. Um, but, but the idea of overcoming judgment uh, of acceptance um, that, that can be a really hard pill to swallow at any time in any aspect of our life. But when you're dealing with your livelihood, with your profession, with your career, and someone hurts you, someone uses you, abuses you, manipulates or exploits you, um, that, that's a really hard thing to deal with. You get passed over for a promotion, you get discriminated against for, in one way or another. Um, and you know, the very first human inclination that we all have is to, to get stuck in that judgment of the person who, who did that behavior, uh, who hurt you in some way. Right. And it's important that we acknowledge that pain. I, you know, I'm not suggesting we just bury our heads in the sand and, and pretend like everything is roses. Um, but it's one thing to have a time to mourn and to sit with the pain it's another thing to, to just constantly ruminate um, in, in that pain and, and that can halt our progression. Um, as I was sharing with you prior to hitting record this morning, as we were just, you know, doing a little pre-interview discussion, you know, I've, everyone has had it, but I, I've had it just like other people, you know, I've had career disappointments. I've had times where people have not treated me well. Uh, I've had times um, where, there's been pain caused by other people. Um, and it's, it's hurt professional relationships, workplace relationships. I have a choice at that point. I can, I can either allow it to affect my sleep and my, my own mental health and my anxiety and stress, you know, and, which in turn impacts my productivity and other aspects of my job. Uh, I, I can allow that to happen or I can recognize and try to be uh, generous with the people around me and recognize that usually, not always, but usually they're not trying to hurt me. They're not trying to intentionally cause harm or pain, but they're imperfect humans just like I am. And sometimes they say or do things that are clumsy or, or hurtful. And I can try to reconcile whenever possible. And when not possible, I can try to just let it go and move on with what I have control over. I, I don't have control over, you know, an executive in an organization who may or may not give me that promotion, you know, may pass me over. Uh, I don't have control over that directly, but I do have control over um, how I'm going to continue uh, living my life and how I'm going to continue doing my job. How you respond to it. Exactly. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? 
What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I would like to address on what you said. Um, and one of them is getting when, when you get stuck. So the reason we get stuck is because of the judgment. Judgment creates a stuckness because often when we are hurt, uh, a reaction, a very common reaction is anger. Like, you know, if you if you get your shut your finger in the door, <laughs> you know, usually it's like, ah, we get really angry first. Uh, it's sort of the way to cover up the pain. But then what happens, we get angry at the person who hurt us. But then the judgment comes in. Oh, well, that's your boss. You can't say anything to him or I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, talk about this, I'll, pro I'll probably get, just get over it myself. But what's happening underneath is you're kind of boiling with resentment and frustration and anger. Um, <clears throat> and what you're doing is you're stopping your own energy with the judgment. Because energy has a flow and it needs to, it needs to come out. And when we judge ourselves, we stop the flow. Just like a dam in a river, it stops the flow of the river. And so the first thing then is when something like that happens to you, and it, it often is more difficult in the workplace because as you said, it's your livelihood and so on. So first of all, you have to start and be honest with yourself and ask yourself, how do I feel? Okay, I feel hurt, I feel angry, I'm totally mad, I'm frustrated, I hate this job sometimes, I don't even know if I want to be here or not. I just go through the whole thing about the job, write it down or go for a walk and really express out between you and yourself where you're at with the person, with the job, with the company you work for, etc. Because as soon as you get honest with yourself, you start to get clarity. And then a technique I like very much is to take 24 or 48 hours and just allow yourself to process what happened, the good, the bad, the ugly of it, <clears throat> and sleep on it. It might, it might, you might get clear in 24 hours, you might need 48 hours, but Usually in that amount of time, you will get some clarity from your own honesty with yourself because then your energy will free up and forget about judging yourself. You've got to bring a lot of compassion in <clears throat> for yourself and just let it be what it is. It is what it is. And look at it from that point of view, more sort of neutral once you've let the steam out of your ears and, 
vented out a few words and so on. And then see what your options are. <clears throat> do, you, do you wanna speak to the person about what happened? And if you do, it's important that you come from a place of centeredness, of calm, not of attacking or yelling or anything like that, because they will just get defensive and then nothing is achieved. So come more from a place of inquiry. Did you know that when you said such and such or did such and such, this is how it, I felt? And I just wanted to let you know that I was hurtful or I was disappointed or whatever you want to say. And then of course, just have to see what the other person says because it depends on their state of consciousness, how they're gonna respond. And as you mentioned um, a little while ago, Often when people hurt us or abuse us in some way, it is unconsciousness on their part. They're not actually on purpose trying to hurt you or sabotage your career or anything like that. Maybe they are, but usually they're not. It's unconsciousness. They're not even aware they have a sharp voice sometimes or they say things in a hurtful way or they do things in a hurtful way. And so if you're willing to address it with them, you're actually doing both of you a great service because you're bringing them to a greater consciousness about the effect of their behavior and you are stepping up for yourself and speaking up and seeing if you can create some better rapport, some better um, communication with, with the people around you. And one of my clients, what he does is if he sees two people are not communicating very well and getting a bit irate with each other or something like that, he has them into his office and he sits them down and he makes them look at each other in the eye <laughs> and uh, just tell each other in a neutral tone their side of how they see things and listen to each other and see if the dynamic between them can be improved. And most of the time it can, I'd say 95% of the time it can, but you do get these odd people who just have got their heads stuck in the sand and refuse to see anything from another point of view. Yeah. Um, but he actually, this client of mine, he really surprised me one time because I asked him, he has about 80 people underneath him that, or that he's sort of responsible for. And I said, what would you say is the most important thing you do for your team? And he said, I nurture them. And I was like shocked when I heard that uh, in a good way, of course, because that's the energy of the mother nurturing. But he saw it that if he nurtured everybody in the team, they would all, all perform well. They would want to perform well and they would enjoy their work and they wouldn't feel 
if they made a mistake, because look, everybody makes mistakes from time to time, um, that they couldn't come to him about the mistake or ask for help and things like that. So um, I think that's, that's a great quality that, that, that can be used in the workplace and particularly by the leaders to set the tone for that. Uh, so that there's more, uh, there's more heart because yes, you can use logic to sort things out, but really we have to always remember that people are in the domain of the heart and we have to have compassion and understanding and boundaries, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a balance there to find, but I think it can be found. Yeah, that that human connection is really vital. Uh, yeah. And it's just as important in the workplace as it is at home uh, yeah. in, in our personal relationships. And I and I I think people get nervous sometimes because they feel like it's too touchy feely because they feel like, no, we need to be professional and, and they have this kind of paradigm corporate paradigm about what that means. Uh, but we're still people, we're still human yeah, beings and exactly. we, need, we need to connect with each other. And I can think of, I, I've had just in the last couple of years, I've had really interesting encounters um, with some professional encounters with people that are professional colleagues. I would even consider them to be friends, though we don't really socialize outside of work. And and something happened and there were hurt feelings and you know misunderstanding, miscommunication. And uh, I, I, and, and the both of the instances I'm thinking of specifically off the right now, you know, in both cases, the other person was really upset. I was upset too. They were upset. We had this miscommunication. They seemed pretty willing and happy to just kind of ruminate in it and to be upset. Um, and I, I tried really hard to, to, you know, I valued our professional relationship and I wanted to be able to work through it. I wanted to be able to talk through the issues and, and for us to be able to come to a mutual understanding. And they were actually kind of shocked that I would put that effort in to have that kind of a conversation with them. And we came out the other side stronger for it, right? We, yeah, we absolutely. had a, a deeper relationship. Uh, and again, using the term deep relationship in a professional setting might seem yes. a little odd, but that's exactly what happened. We understood each other better. Um, and we understood that neither of us was trying to harm or hurt the other person. Uh, we had, you know, acknowledged things that we did or said that probably were not very productive and we were able to work through it and get past it. And why wouldn't we want to do that in the workplace? Exactly. Um, and, and I'm grateful that I was able to do that with them and we were able to have those conversations uh, and, and things move forward in a more positive way. We're more productive. Uh, we, we have a better relationship uh, and, and, you know, all the positive things that come from it. Yeah. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Well, yeah. Pergito, it has been a real pleasure talking with you again today. Uh, I'm mindful of the time and I know you're busy and I need to let you go. But before we close, I did want to give you a chance to uh, share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your consulting and, and coaching practice, and uh, then give us the last word on the topic for today. Okay, so to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, www.discovermeditation.com uh, forward slash contact. 
where you can uh, find a free gift for anybody who wants to go there. It's a three-part video series, just five-minute videos of abundance activation. So something uh, people tell me is very helpful for them. <clears throat> and the last word, okay, thank you. It's nice to have the last word. <laughs> um, I'd just like to finish up the little technique I mentioned about taking 24 or 48 hours where you can reflect through and allow the, all the emotions to process through about what happened. And what you can do is look at, once you've become more calm and centered, look at what happened if, let's say, somebody insulted you or judged you or said something that was um, hurtful, you can ask yourself, were they right? Am I like that? Is that, is that something I could look at myself and maybe improve upon and, you know? And if that is the case, then you can thank them when you talk to them for bringing it up and letting you know that you had this behavior or that behavior and you didn't know it affected them in that way. And so it's, it's a win-win. And if you feel that you don't do that thing they said, or, you know, that it's not you, it's them, etc., then you can just let it go because it's nothing to do with you. It says everything about them and nothing about you. So there's two, there's those two different ways to look at it. Um, and I do love your example of just going ahead and talking to the person uh, to see if you can smooth things out and take the relationship to a whole new level of creativity and productiveness in the workplace. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. A great capstone to a really fascinating conversation. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected with Pregito, find out more about her work and what she can do to help you in, in your leadership. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.